Forum presents The Doctor is Sin. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is my former favorite episode of the show. I'm going to be curious to hear what knocked it down for you. Uh, just just rewatching later episodes are really strong. Oh, yeah. You know, n- nothing nothing knocked it down. I just, uh, you know, it is one, you know, because of the breaks between seasons. I had just mm-hmm. seen it a lot. And yeah. really cemented that opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm a real Dr. Quim man. <laughs> wow, <so> true. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that, that pointless psychosexual misogyny fest. I love yeah, it. Yeah, just a, just a little just a, a dark horse candidate for best best episode, not just of this show, but of uh, any show ever. Any show. Yeah, yeah. You got Ozymandias, mm-hmm. you know, up there. Um, and then you got you got the doc, Dr. Quim medicine woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the only thing that actually like clanged on me on revisit is this is the uh, straight up unusual amounts of racism from Doc. Yeah, uh, in this one, it's a little bit like I. It's a little different. <laughs> it does, year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like like at a certain at a certain point, it, it uh it, yeah it, it indulges in it a little bit. I'm fine with 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 that being a demonstration of why Doc is a terrible person, but it uh yeah. also. You know, you just uh, uh, the the dose makes the poison. You know, yeah, just hits a little bit different. Yeah, that's all. Uh, still extremely good. Uh, what an episode! Agreed. Uh, what an episode, show. which was written by Jackson Public and originally aired on June eighth of two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, this is an establishment episode. Um, you know, Doc doesn't have his arch enemy, but we are establishing Doc as a down on his luck super scientist uh, who is on the outs, who needs money, um, and he sucks at this. Yeah, he's in a rough spot. He is really bad. This is reestablishing for us after kind of a whole season that was dedicated more to the monarch. We're going back to a little bit of that season one heat of Doc failing to live, uh, live up to, a, or you know, fa- failing to fill his father's shoes. Let's say, um, yeah. and uh, kind of uh, uh, putting a different, better spin on it now that they have spent more time with his character, and now that the world of the show has developed a little bit more. Yeah. And it's a, a, I you know, having completed a rewatch of the series, um, I, I prefer that side of the coin, I think. Yeah. To the monarch side of the coin. If I if I had to choose, I like the boys. I like Brock. Mm-hmm. I like Doc more than I like uh, the monarch. Like all that stuff's great. Yeah. You know, we're, we're comparing just really, you know, people <laughs> like, oh, it's comparing apples and oranges. Like, hey, man, you're lucky to get fruit at all. Like, this is great. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. Fruit just owns. Like, you get tons of vitamins in them shits. Yeah. Um. Fiber. You know, but uh, I I like this a little bit more than Shadow Man Nine because I I care about these characters a little bit more. You know, same. I I think I think that Rusty R- Rusty as the main character of this and as uh, kind of the walking thesis statement for the entire show. Uh, like uh, like every time, uh, every second that you spend with him, generally, uh, or you know, or uh, all of the story uh, that is uh, that is dedicated to him. Those are those are good calories. You know, to to, yeah. to stretch the fruit metaphor to its breaking point yeah and th- this is an episode too that uh doesn't necessarily tell us anything new about doc but it reveals it in a starker light mm-hmm. you know than we've had and to, to me that is valuable yeah um and also like it's it's an episode you know we we knew this but like doc as a narcissist or somebody with narcissistic tendencies it seems uh is not mm-hmm. necessarily that self-reflective like he's ruminative but he tends to blame mm-hmm. everything on everybody else. You know, there's a point in this where he gets to know what we know because it is spoken yeah. to him very plainly and it breaks him. You know, it turns him yeah. into a huddling, quivering mess that has to cling to Brock to stay upright. <laughs> it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a sweet moment. I love vulnerable doc. You yeah. know, uh, this, like this episode actually makes a really nice companion piece with Spanakopita. Yeah. Yeah. I think. You know, which is like not as vulnerable, but also is really good at humanizing mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Venture. Yeah. I think that that hitting was one of the reasons why this was such a favorite for me. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit in the last episode about the shuffling around of episodes um, with Doc Hammer taking a long time to write Orb. Um, that episode. 
So at one point, this some of the material in this was part of the uh, premiere, mm-hmm. um, and they shuffled everything around. Yeah, you know, uh, public when he talks about, it, he says this is the premiere for the Ventures. The last episode was the premiere for, you know, on Ark and Doctor Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, this is a third appearance, but second episode feature of Dr. Henry Killinger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's incredibly memorable in this. Yeah. Um, you know, Doc Hammer didn't want to bring him back. He felt like the joke, you know, had already been told. He referred to him as a Bud Manstrong. And, mm. uh, if you say that to me in a bar or something, we're going to go out and throw hands. Like oh, you're going to get, get you know. glass there, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, you on. do not refer to Killinger as a Bud Manstrong. No. How dare you? Are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, <laughs> tiny little twig man. Like you, you do not do that. <laughs> like it's not okay. Um, I, you know, Killinger ends up having surprising legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, knowing what kill, knowing what we know about Killinger from like the later seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and watching this just really hits different as well. They 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 take him. I mean, they make him into part of the cosmos. You know, mm-hmm. almost like in an X Files kind of way. Um, yeah. where, you know, you have these characters who seem like they're just part of the establishment. Oh, it seems like, oh, he's part of the guild. Like, yeah, but it's more than that, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know? He's he's part of something entirely different. Yeah. You know, he's, um, he's an really, outsider. Really yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and like Dr. O senses this too. Like, you know, it's not necessarily unheralded, uh, when, when, when we get to that as well. Uh, I, I, yeah. I think there, this this episode has some very good Doctor Orpheus content in, his, in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, weirdly, and I cannot imagine Public or um, Doc Hammer signing off on this, but I just I read this on the wiki. The first eleven minutes of so the first half of this episode was shown a week early to promote the new season. Uh, but it was a rough cut, so it didn't have music or sound effects. It was just the radio play. Uh, yeah. Well, which... it, had, it had the, it was animated. Yeah. It wasn't just the radio play. Well, it, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's a, uh, but it didn't have music or sound effects and it was, the animation was rough mm-hmm. for it. Um, so yeah, uh, it's super weird. I didn't see that when that came on. No. That'd be a really strange thing to watch now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get kind of an idea of what that rough animation might look like. Um, because they talk about, uh, in the commentary and on the book, um, the animator sent this back, uh, animated in the style of anime, which is animated on the threes instead of the twos, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of frames. Yeah. Every third frame instead of every two. Yeah. Yeah. Which gives it uh, kind of, you know, is probably like, this was a weird thing that unlocked. Like, I was like, oh, maybe that's part of why I don't like the look of anime or I can just kind of like know it when I see it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because it does feel a little bit off to me. Yeah. In how it's animated. And this might be something I'm picking up on. It's a little bit you know? like uh the, the the soap opera effect, right? Like before that came to describe like weird bad interpolation on high refresh rate screens, like back when you were just watching stuff on VHS, you know, when we were just watching stuff on CRT over cable, you could tell when you were watching something that was a shot like three camera studio, but especially soap opera because it was shown in 60 frames per second um, or yeah. like at the at the not 60, but like at the full NTSC refresh rate, as opposed to the, you know, what you see on film, which is 24 frames per second, you know, though that is fewer frames per second, which might short circuit your brain. If you're a video game person, uh, that actually becomes like a uh, a mark of quality. Think like, okay, yes, this is yeah. a serious thing because it is. I am subconsciously like noticing. Movie. Yeah, I am subconsciously noticing yeah. that it that that it is mimicking film, right? It, it's it's the way that like uh, the Hobbit looks worse than Lord of the Rings. Yes, you know, very explicitly in terms of that that controversy. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying it's not exactly the same, and I'm not saying that anime looks like the Hobbit. I'm saying. There is a little difference that you pick up on kind of mm-hmm. subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of neat to see see what it was. And obviously totally wrong for the Venture Brothers, which is a pastiche of 60s adventure. Extremely Western you know. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would it would it's a horrible look for the Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um this required a lot of extensive revisions. Yeah. So that seems like that would be a lot of work. And they didn't get every scene. Right. Um if you want to see what we're talking about, if you watch this along with a the commentary, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that scene we didn't catch. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can kind of see it does look a little bit off. Yeah. Like they, they just point, they point out like, yeah, like, like that particular shot right there, that one we had to, you know, um, massage it to make it look right. All that kind of stuff. Uh, the commentary on this yep. one actually is pretty useful. Um, which it's is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Season three, baby. 
<laughs> season three on point. Yeah. Yep. Um, also in the commentary, uh, that's where you get the uncensored uh, visuals. So you don't get the uh, the black broadcast bars over the dongs. Mm-hmm. You get to see some dong. Yeah. Uh, finally dong. Like if you were looking to see dong hanging in the Venture Brothers mm-hmm. and uh, you get to see it. You get to hear them talk about it in the commentary, and if you read the Go Team Venger book, you get to read like an like a soapbox box like Doc Hammer goes to Washington speech about like why he should be able to have penises everywhere. Yeah, uh, and and draw it. it. I just really imagine like the Battle Hymn of the Republic playing after him, like while he's writing it. I think he says like, "What what do they think happens when somebody sees a penis? Do they stop believing in God?" <laughs> yeah they start masturbating and believing god it's two lines all this stuff and you know we t- we talked about this before uh i i would never like fight somebody who said i was prudish because i have a, a prudish air to me mm-hmm. in terms of media but i think a black bar is funnier i mean uh, i also you know, think the same be- way I like bleeps. beeping is funnier <laughs> yeah yeah me too like it, it's it is funnier to have somebody walk out with a black bar than to have their dong hanging out. I mean, it's the the the, the Ned Flanders shower joke where yeah, the, the, just this, this the the blurring goes all the way down past his it? knee. <laughs> so unreal! Like God, that would make me uncomfortable. Admittedly, how neighbor when they showed Bart's dick in the movie. Yeah. Hey, hey Flanders, I'm going to need you never to say diddly again to me, please. <laughs> I mean, like, it just hits different when you know about your fucking horse cock, dude. Yeah. Like Equisapian Ned Flanders fucking rocking the, the 12-incher. I can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we get to see, like, Bart's fucking penis. Yeah. And it's like, it's not funnier. It would have been, it's funnier to do almost anything but. Yep. You know, you can you can do a comedy dick. Uh, mm-hmm. I love uh, in, uh, what is the pop star? Like very funny, where the the guy rubs his dick up against the window in the background, where Andy Samberg can't see it. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you can you can do comedy dick, and you can you can certainly do horror dick. Oh yeah, uh, old naked person, mm-hmm. like get me out of there. <laughs> right, yeah, mm-hmm. hereditary or in video games, like that works really well on Outlast and in uh, sure. um, uh, Penumbra. Uh, Penumbra, yeah, there you thank you. Yeah, uh, but it, it just I I don't think that it has a place in the Venture Brothers. I'd prefer not. Yeah, it's just it's um, it's funnier, and, and, and you know, yeah. see, see also the the way that they handled the black bar in uh, the, the the hotel scene in Borat, right? Where like it yeah. is lovingly animated to swing as he runs. <laughs> yeah, it is significantly funnier than seeing that dude's dick. Yeah, uh, and then when they uh, in Borat too, when they make that guy into a chair that has a dick and balls on it, they show it. <laughs> they keep and, it and that, that there's the payoff. Like <laughs> you know. Like sh- show, uh, you know, you, you just got to be judicious with this stuff. It's not an mm-hmm. all or nothing thing, Doc. Dust makes the poison. Um, <laughs> no. um so uh, the kind of standout scene of this where it has the dick, um, which is the the one thing that like in watching this where it's not my favorite episode, but also I think that is one of the best sequences, like top five sequence mm-hmm. in the show. Um, originally, this had a whole bit where Rusty's nightmare was him remembering that his dad slept with his first crush. His dad was shooting a movie called like the Invisible Bikini. It was or fo- like that. Follow that bikini. <laughs> yeah, follow that bikini. Uh, and uh, he, you know, that his dad fucking his crush was what disturbed him mm-hmm. uh, instead of the uh, much more probably universal senior dad dong. Yes. Uh, moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they cut all of that because it was even difficult to like summarize in text here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the commentary doc hammers, like, I mean, I can't follow you now. (laughs) Like while you're explaining this and what they have is, is a lot more simple and elegant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) there, there was another ending for this plant as well. Um, that was going to set up, uh, Dr. Venture's new arch, uh, Sergeant Hatcher was going to get his letter from the guild, uh, assigning him to arch, uh, to arch rusty, to arch Dr. Venture. So, um, I, I like the one that we get, although it is a gag that they they admit had kind of just been sitting around on the back shelf for a while. It's a little, yeah, it's a, it's a little stock. Yeah. You know, it also felt a little bit like, oh, we got to throw some Monarch stuff in here. Just the touch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, um, but it is a funny joke. Yep. Uh, if you hate snakes, <laughs> um, which I do, like it's a funny joke. And it also makes a good point about how awful snakes are. A lot of stuff reduced to dust. Crumble to dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a uh, super Metroid. Hmm. The last level. Yeah. Um, so we start off with like the, you know, the racist cold open. Yep. 
with uh, you know, a truck dropping off some migrant workers on the side of the road and Doc Venture pulling up in his uh, you know, hover car, flying saucer, saucer hover car, and uh, offering them 50 smackers for an off-day day's work, and the joke being he lists off all kinds of super science shit. Yeah, looking for like polonium uh, purification experts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and there's a later kind of callback to this. Yes. Um, when he, he eventually decides, because he doesn't have any polonium experts, flies off, and we get the introduction to the uh, J-Pod, the precursor <laughs> to the J-Phone, which shows up later, uh, with JJ in silhouette dancing with an iPod. I forgot how early they laid this, because that is so important for the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 the divergent paths that they took as super scientists, consumer versus military, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just the idea that JJ doesn't play the game. Right. You know, is set up here and that ends up becoming really important mm-hmm. later on with, with your uh, lepidopterist and stuff. And then uh, all that in Gargantua too. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so we get our uh, opening sequence, the first of the uh, new opening sequence for uh, three, uh, the, the actual mm-hmm. one, not the, uh, not the monarch one. Uh, we open up, love this scene. Brock is using a rake to get a charred corpse, the charred corpse of Manosaurus down from the electric fence. Man, one of Manosaurus's henchmen. Okay. Down from the thing. It looks like one of Manosaurus's. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Manosaurus still lives, fortunately, <laughs> even though I don't think we see him. Right. Um, but this has been happening. Like, this is, you know, uh, in the commentary, they talk about an A and a B plot in this as if uh, Doc not having an arch is any kind of plot in this at all. Right, right. Um, you know, in the, in terms of the actual episode, it's just a Killinger makeover episode, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty unifocused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they, they talk about, they kind of bemoan like, oh, we could have done an episode about all these just morons showing up. Um, if you, you look in the book in the sketchbook, that's the first appearance of brick frog, mm-hmm. uh, shows up in there as well. So that was, you know, in a different world and a different draft of this, maybe we would have had brick frog. Mm-hmm. I, I like it as a nuisance that, that, that is just constantly happening at the edges and foiling, you know, and breaking apart rusty's plans like when yeah, yeah. the I, one guy shows up in the middle of no the, I, I love it i yeah. just i wouldn't call it a plot yeah yeah you know yeah i just i guess I'm, i guess i say that i like that in you know i like that more than i think i would like a whole episode dedicated to that it's a funny yeah. it's a funny recurring gag over the course of another plot yep uh inside rusty is incredibly uh you know his narcissism like enough about you i didn't even call to ask about that it was just a rhetorical (laughs) question actually yeah um you know uh talking about how he has a a certain meeting with a certain general man hours uh, Mm -hmm. coming up and jj you know we're showing jj in the background he's hired hector and swifty um you know sally uh ned are moving in Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just basically like, oh, well, tell him his helicopters will be ready you know, a week <laughs> early. Weirdly enough, uh, presaging the fact that the uh, penultimate villain of Resident Evil Village got that voice as well. Uh, very surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Basically talks like J.J. Ba- Jr. Basically talks like J.J. Jr. Yeah, no, Heisenberg right. looks looks a little bit like a Nick Cage and sounds like a yep. cross between J.J. Jr. and uh, Jeffrey Coombs. <laughs> and J.J. Sr. It's, yeah. it's, it's very strange. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to do it, Ethan. Um <laughs> The uh, and he's he's basically just no sale on Rusty's attempt to to brag. Yeah, just like oh, uh, you know, you're, you're bragging about this. I've been working with him for years. Tell him, tell him I said hi. Also, be my messenger boy for this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just very very pathetic. Yeah, you and know, oh. uh, he says he's li- lifting his self imposed media blackout. <laughs> you know, some I, real vol cell energy. You know, vol like that. That's so good. Oh like, man! Yeah. Uh, just say next time you pose in one of those science rags, you better move over as he like throws one of those away. Um, and uh, JJ gets a beep, uh, and while he's attempting to uh, uh, pop over and see who it is, he brings. Um, is, is that the name of the, the sidekick from uh, Johnny Quest? So the, it's uh, it's in here. It's Haji or it's Ra- Raji. Raji. It's Haji in, in Johnny Quest. Yeah. It's Raji okay. in this one. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 Haji. Uh, he, he is yeah. he is hired 
<laughs> he has hired, uh, you know, this, uh, the, the, this, uh, this guy, he's like a, uh, out of the lab, uh, and he's calling for like a check-in on something. And we see Johnny, we see action, Johnny, Johnny quest in the background, scratching himself and screaming, uh, Haji can't take him home. can't take him back to the house because his <laughs> wife, wife will leave him. me. It's so good. <laughs> he's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't just him scratching and screaming yeah. in this telemarketing center. God, I, uh, I love action. Johnny's mustache. It's so good. Yeah, uh, Action Johnny is really good. I, yeah. I you know, again, like this is the second time we're recording since I did my rewatch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get to uh, self help, oh, yeah. the one with the, the therapy, and that's a fucking all star episode mm-hmm. of this show. Um, you know, the, he's like, I can't come out. He's like a brother to me, and JJ's like, brother. Oh shit, I have Rusty on the other line. Mm-hmm. And Raji's like, Rusty, has he asked you for money yet? <laughs> it's really funny. Just like very sad. Yeah. Like he, he either has this reputation or they have, uh, they have talked about this before. And we find out later that, uh, that yes, indeed, Rusty has taken, uh, taken loans, uh, from JJ, yeah. uh, just uh, sad, sad state of affairs. <laughs> uh, um, Rusty's not there mm-hmm. though, because, uh, general man hours has shown up early. And we get the kind of first hint of this very cute little set piece in the beginning of this, uh, where Brock starts uh, coordinating everybody, like, go, go, places, he's early, Doc. Uh, you know, because they're putting on this little uh, stage show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like a st- it's like a state visit to North Korea. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's like, the, all of this is beautiful. <laughs> I love Triana's outfit and that she completed it with, mm-hmm. the blue, um, with the blue lipstick and her little Pan Am headband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just having fun. Go yeah. uh, as the the receptionist, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and Rusty makes his appearance talking to Doctor Orpheus, who's dressed up like a European art dealer mm-hmm. or something like that. But he's supposed to be from the European Space Agency, and like this is this is great, you mm-hmm. know, where he's like Signora Ventura, Guten Tag, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> hello, just uh, just just incredible, completely oblivious, just say it in European and leave. It's very, very funny. And as Orpheus ru- runs out the door or goes out the front door, he starts running and taking off his clothes outside. <laughs> to be a different costume, like Doctor O is such a sport. Like, yeah, everybody is such a sport. Uh huh. You know, it's so sweet. <laughs> but I also, but I also uh, love that, that Rusty doesn't have enough friends to cast this little yeah. play that he's putting on. It's like, all the people he knows, you know, of which two of them are his son, the other <laughs> ones are like tenants, and the other one's his employee. And, and I like the, you know? the the idea that he didn't even think to ask Pete and Billy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 kind of hard to tell how far away uh, Pete and Billy live. Mm. You know, I know it's close, but like I was just, you know, yeah. Um, so so Dean Dean's time to shine. Uh, he shows up on his hover boots. He's like, "Hey, Pop! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where my experimental hover boots." you know, went, well, I can't help it. They have a million applications at home, at work or on the battlefield. And in combat situations, um, just a yeah. really stilted delivery as, as rusty and uh, man hours are riding on the people mover on the conveyor. <laughs> Why walk? <Yeah. laughs> you know, they have those at airports. Like yeah. it is very funny that he's showing off all this like seventies tech. Yeah. Most people who live in America have seen one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um so uh dr o uh he had to go change so that he could pass uh, so they could pass headed the other way dressed as a maintenance worker which doesn't it's really sell anything. a bit part yeah yeah he's like runs into the dressing room mm-hmm. just like what you know what's next and uh brock is saying they're putting on his uh, his makeup mm-hmm. his uh future man mm-hmm. you know wigs over here makeup's over there <laughs> uh and yeah. I love again how serious Doctor Who is taking it. Yeah, and the line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, yeah, uh, but but you have Brock putting on his brown face makeup, which will pay, which we're going to see later. We have Hank like wearing some kind of gun suit and practicing practicing his line, his only line, which he wants to make sure that he gets right. Hey, pop! Hey, pop! Yeah. Hey, pop! Hey, pop! <laughs> yeah, it's it's a gun like cod piece. On, um, on him it seems to go this, through his chest when al wears it it's a it's a it's a crotch gun it's uh this is apparently um referencing something from uh from dusk till dawn yes uh, uh savini's yeah. uh character wore that yeah yeah i which i i forgot about um because i haven't seen that movie since like i was a 90s teen, yeah um since it came out but 
Um, he's doing it there. Uh, Triana is going to be future girl. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Venture wrote a script, uh, which has a kiss in it. Uh, <laughs> you know, future man showing up saying doc has to save the future uh-huh. and then uh, saving the girl, which is uh, his teenage daughter. Yep. Uh, and Dean's um, right there and he's wincing, which is a nice little, like that, that would be a nice parallel if they kept the plot about, uh, about Rusty's oh, sure. initial trauma being that his dad slept with his crush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go through the hangar, uh, where they, they they're painting the X one black, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a little stealth bomber he's working on, but, uh, you know, he hasn't finished it. So we won't let him take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they get to the rocket research observation post or ROP. <laughs> uh rock and uh the door and the people mover doesn't open in time so he gets slammed into it i kind of rolled against the uh conveyor belt i was so i was watching this on hulu on my computer and i was trying desperately to take uh to, to, to take video of that uh the loop of him just like pathetically and limply being like rolled against the against the door by the people mover is so funny uh, it's really good. But uh, apparently uh, Hulu doesn't let you take screenshots or uh, screen captures. It, all, all it came back as was a was a black square. So screw you, copy protection. I could have had a very good repeating GIF. Yeah. The uh, Disney Plus does on, on my phone. Like, I keep trying to do that with Simpsons things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fine, I'll fucking go to Frankiac. Like, yeah. what have you accomplished with this, you piece of shit? Yep. You know? Uh, mm. Um. Yeah, the big thing here, though, is this is uh, obvious. Like, we've never seen this room before. Right. Um, and it is covered in dust. You know, Rusty says he gave the staff off. When Man Hours notices the dust, he goes, oh, week off, a uh, Jewish holiday. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we mentioned this last episode a little bit when we were talking about the new season. But they took kind of the the the, the, the break to further develop the venture compound and, to, you know, give us these extra spaces. I love the idea that that like basically this thing is so big and used to be so bustling that they can just have all of these disused facilities and they can go to mm-hmm. whichever of them they, they need to for the plot and they end up doing yeah. right like the uh, the underground yeah, the like, body system yeah yeah you know and yeah <laughs> and the, uh, and what what goes down must come up and everything it's mm-hmm. great um, it, it's very versatile yes um man always ask if this kind of thing happens often there's one of the the highlight lines of this where he's like yeah "Ah, you know my arch enemy quits and every tom dick and skeletor i was making a name for himself (laughs) well we didn't talk about this because somebody yeah Yeah. i I, I just got got ahead the sri lankan devil bird oh thank thank you i did not uh, i could not find this guy's name yeah the sri lankan devil bird shows up outside with his car he just pulls up it looks like a little batmobile and he's screaming like ah come out and face me um yeah. yeah and this is one of every one of every tom dick and skeletor coming to make a name for himself Green lincoln devil birds costume showing up like mm-hmm. a way later yeah sure leave borrows it um so brock who's dressed up as this like indian bodyguard mm-hmm. you know from uh from annie uh kind of runs up to beat the crap out of him yeah you know yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, though, you know, your man's very loyal out there, you know, he's another client. He's like, Oh, he's a diplomat. Um, <laughs> why then why is he needing know? somebody up for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the, the end of the tour man hours call. He's like, okay, well, let's, shall we go inside and talk business? He goes, ah, you know, I've seen enough. Like it's impressive, but it's the same stuff that I saw 20 years ago when your dad had it and it worked then. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, just very like sad line. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very representative of Dr. Venture. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's nothing new here and it's actually worse. You've, you've done nothing, mm-hmm. uh, nothing of your own. And you've even let your father's legacy down. Cool, bud. Um, and yeah. for a couple of scenes, man hours has not had one of his shoes. Uh, and it's explained mm-hmm. here, you know, Rusty's like, Hey, you know, if this is about your shoe, if you're angry because of this, just wait 20 minutes and it'll come back around <laughs> yeah, as, 20 the pe- minutes. as the people mover it's makes so its circuit. That is so good. Yeah. Uh, he leaves without a shoe, mm-hmm. you know, and I love it. Thanks for showing me around Dr. Venture. And thank you for the fruitopia. <laughs> I remember the last time I had one of those. <laughs> thanks for the, uh, thanks for that 10 year old fruit drink. Yeah, at this man, Fruitopia, mm-hmm. th- those are big times. They're like, it was like we were living in a fruit juice utopia mm-hmm. when Fruitopia was about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Rusty's trying to make a like a desperate last minute pitch, basically screaming at him about this idea that he got out of the back of like a kid's comic book, you know, special spy shoes mm-hmm. where you can turn the heel around so you can confuse the Russians. <laughs> yeah, his, his pen that writes in space, it writes in space. <laughs> You know, uh, this, this like, I, I kind of wish we got to see the entire play 
mm-hmm. because there's a lot more than future man. Like Dean comes out in a robot costume yep. and Hank is chasing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he does the basically, Oh, we're not really going to have to sell the, the compound. Are we that pop? You know, I don't know. Uh, like we're going to sell the farm, but then Dr. Killinger uh, descends on his umbrella. He's, he's Dr. Henry Killinger. And this is my resume, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. freelance consultant hires him and he works pro bono. So of course, uh, doc is down with it. Yeah. So, uh, he says, Hey, when can you start? Killinger says I have already started. Uh, and now it is Killinger leading rusty around. Uh, so in the intervening time headed back to the rock, to the command center, mm-hmm. um, uh killinger is saying oh you need to increase your productivity and workflow which is which is a very polite way of saying if you if you want to make money you actually have to make things and sell them something yeah yeah do something (laughs) he opens the door and shows that the command center once dusty and disused is now full of a bunch of uniforms uh goons his, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just like people that he hired. Uh, and Killinger is very happy that he uh, decided to call them the Venchmen. Uh, yes. <laughs> Secret ingredient of Dr. Henry Killinger is that he's adorable. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and this is, this has always been true of him. This isn't new, but mm-hmm. he is so fucking cute. <laughs> uh, in this, yeah. um, this is the, you know, the, one of the cutest things the show has ever done. Yeah. Um, you know, Doc is, is racist and he's like, I can't pay for these people. They don't look Mexican. <laughs> uh and uh he says you know no like the state pays them they're on mm-hmm. a work release prison or program from prison and uh he said well this is going to get me in trouble with the super science workers union and mm-hmm. uh he he says he'll handle that yeah yeah so he's, he's he's working with a bunch of scabs shame on him um and hank mm-hmm. and dean they're looking at the window and they're alarmed pop the manufacturing wing is on fire uh in their entire lives they've never actually seen the manufacturing uh wing operational uh and neither has mm-hmm. brock <laughs> yeah he's like, i'll take care of this uh-huh. uh but no it's it's just an operation yeah uh dean is like oh you're some kind of magic man he goes no you are the magic man mm-hmm. and pulls a quarter out from behind his ear just Johnny on the spot with the Uncle Magic trick. Yep. Uh, you know, and then of course, because he's Dr. Henry Killinger, suggests that he puts it in a high de- high yield mutual fund. Uh, which is some of the best uh, financial advice you can get. I mean, that would have been accurate back in the day. Now index funds are pretty good. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's a fucking quarter, Cole. I know. Um <laughs> Every <little bit> helps. <laughs> stop being you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> i will never stop being me <laughs> i'll never log off uh, like he's gotta go buy some gum or something he's a fucking kid uh-huh what's wrong with you <laughs> oh, he's dean he's like are you the worst uncle in the world like how, how do you treat your niece like, he's like you're just like oh you know, let's, let's get into safety drills for a little bit dean's like 22 uh, dude hmm <laughs> I don't know. He's he also likes being a boy adventurer True. with the venture home news and stuff. I don't <laughs> I don't think he should put that quarter in a high yield mutual fund. Uh, yeah. Um uh, my, my uh, point you're not gonna talk me out of this. My point stands. <laughs> it's a point put in the mouth of a char- a comedy character in a show. Yeah. As a joke about his characterization, and you're like, that's me. You're not even like I'm in this picture, I don't like it. You're like, I'm in this picture and it owns. <laughs> like, can I get it blown up? Stuff. Can, 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 I get, can I get some glossy eight by tens to sign and send to my to my enemies? <laughs> just just incredible stuff uh, going on in this episode of the Vorb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so uh there's a really great little uh reference here where he goes into the the super science union heads mm-hmm. um and uh they ha- they have a list of demands to venture and he opens his bag and dehydrates them um this is a reference to the batman 60s batman movie hmm. which you've never seen this the joker uh goes into the un uh in new york turns the leaders of all of these countries into dust which uh, batman then later rehydrates but they got mixed up so they all speak each other's languages <laughs> <laughs> that show is fucking wild well, that, that's that's uh, crazy the like the ontology of that the like the, yeah. the thing about you that defines what language you know is like what particles you're made of somewhere in your body yeah, you can be dehydrated one of your essential salts is your language salt oh and if man. somebody else gets it that's how you you have their language huh uh it, it's amazing huh 
Yeah, the only thing I know about the Batman uh, 60s movie is the shark repellent scene yeah. where he when has the, the spray. Gave. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> it's pretty wild. Like, the, the 60s Batman show is funny because it's, uh, at most times, it's the most boring thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're watching and you're just like, Jesus Christ, like, do something. Yeah. And then the Joker will turn all the heads of the UN into dust and you're like, okay, this is the shit. <laughs> you know, th- this is what I want. <laughs> here's, yeah. here's the diamond. Yeah. Uh, the, the other part is all the, those dudes were all drowning in fucking pussy. I, I read uh, the Adam West or the Burt Ward autobiography. Okay. Uh, and it just seems like just a great, like it was basically like uh, Jonas senior. I'm, I'm sure. In terms Dude, it was of the, the scene. It was the sixties. You didn't have anything to be afraid of. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if I was Cesar Romero, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been doing anything else. No, I, I guess that's true. I would have been combing it out of my weird fucking hair. Yeah. Uh, if I was Burgess Meredith, I would have been fucking thin deep <laughs> in penguin puss. Like, yeah. No joke. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Oh anyway. boy. Any, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize this was a that this was a, a a reference to something. Uh so he goes and he desiccates the union heads. Uh mm-hmm. and he's also been working a little bit uh through the mail. Uh we cut over to conjectural technologies. Uh Billy opens up a a letter. It's a notice of hostile takeover. <laughs> Like, we're not even mm-hmm. a publicly traded company. And Pete says, oh, I issued some shares so we could uh, so we could buy the <laughs> we Wii. We had to get the Nintendo Wii <laughs> when we needed to get the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just like, like, it wasn't just like an offhand thing. You didn't just put it on a napkin or whatever. He actually had, like, bonds made up where he is a, or where, where uh, Billy is a uh, a griffin and Pete is a centaur. <laughs> yeah really really why are you a pegasus centaur, <laughs> centaur. Like, well partners ain't we uh just incredible stuff yeah um dr o is being evicted mm-hmm. uh you know it's he's not in arrears but the company is going back to arachnid research mm-hmm. so the apartment is being rezoned yeah um he realizes dr killinger is evil tries to you know read his mind uh and he cannot do it no. Um, Dr. Killinger says, you know, your powers are useless on me, you silly Billy, and yeah. gives him a nosebleed and he collapses on the floor. Yeah. And he's out for an alarming amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Venchmen are packing everything up. Um, you know, all of Orpheus and Triana's things. Uh, the alchemist is here and he's going to take them in, uh, even though he only has one bed and it's made of horse well, hair. <laughs> one bed, it's made of horse hair, but if you're not allergic, you can <laughs> you can split it with me, even though I know sleeping with that guy is like a 10-speed bike. Yeah. <laughs> I like sleeping with a 10-speed bike, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Yep. A great line. Uh, very, very, uh, very sad. But mm-hmm. also, L, again, super stand-up dude. Oh, yeah. You know, still, your, your buddy needs it, you, you help him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to the lab and now we need to work, you know, Killinger needs to get to work on the emotional side of things. You know, we have repaired your business structure, but now we must get to work on repairing your soul. Uh, he has ordered, you know, he, he has asked Rusty to stand inside the magic murder bag. Yeah. Um, uh, Star Wars reference, you know, which they said they would reduce you know, mm-hmm. what's in it, only what you take with you. They did this exact same joke in season six. Yep. Uh, with going into the morpho cave, mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, you guys!" <laughs> uh, we gets in the bag. He's having a flashback. Uh, he's like, "Oh, this is my old kitchen. I remember that wallpaper." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's getting cereal, and he's a kid again. Yeah. You know, he looks in the bowl. The the alphabet spell it remember, and now he is a kid. Alphabets, please. It's alpha dog cereal. Though alpha he likes dog, he likes apple mummy yeah. better. <laughs> alpha dog. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, Jonas walks in and you just get to see, you know, we've seen Jonas senior being an abusive shit, Mm -hmm. uh, here. And this gets way worse as the show goes on, but like, you know, this, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, he, Rusty seems traumatized during this. Like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I heard noises Mm -hmm. and it's, it's his dad just plowing, you know, just plowing all night. Yeah, uh, like oh, daddy, oh, had, daddy a had a little, little sleepover. sleepover. You know, just wearing his boxers, like he's going, he's, he's going, <laughs> he's going to the fridge to like drink out of the OJ so he can get some electrolytes for round two. Uh, so, yep. <laughs> and Rusty, yeah. Rusty turns to look at his dad. You know, just like oh, talking about the cereal or whatever, and then he notices that his dad's perfectly si- perfectly average size penis uh, is hanging out of the flap of his boxers. 
Yep. Uh, very, very relatable. Like you're a kid, you see your dad's dong and you're like, that's the biggest thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. What the hell? You know? Yeah. That's, I didn't know they, they came like that. Like (laughs) it's incredible. Like I know enough to know that's important, Mm -hmm. but I don't know enough to know that it's not important. Yeah. Like, you uh, know, like I, I, as, as, I know as, little enough to know I should feel bad, but not enough to know that this is dumb. As as a kid, you are very hyper attuned to differences, especially between different people and like what, you know, what they have and what you don't kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And uh, this is, you know, again, uh, you know, su- super relatable thing. And I love Rusty's performance here where he's like trying to concentrate on the cereal mm-hmm. you know like i, I prefer album mummy king Nutraman is my favorite but you don't get a prize <laughs> like he just can't handle it uh i'm pretty sure king Nutraman is a reference to king vitamin okay and king vitamin is an incredible cereal uh in you know in the early 2000s where the uh the low the mascot for it instead of like a tony the tiger or something it was just an old man with a crown eating cereal like not oh, wow. really smiling and not offering it to you. Just like, what if this old man was eating cereal with a crown on? And uh, eventually they, they replaced him with a cartoon King and it sucked. Yeah. But King vitamin used to be, just go to the cereal aisle and like literally get the burns. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm stuff. looking at that. This is wild. Yeah. King vitamin. Do they still, um, do they it, s- still sell King vitamin? I think they you can might. still get King Vitamin, but only the cartoon version, not the old man version. Yeah, uh, you can get a. The old man had to be called back to do reshoots on the uh, <laughs> Unforgiven video for Metallica, so they had. To. <laughs> you you can buy a box. You can buy an open box of the old man King Vitamin uh, for fifty nine dollars on eBay. Mm, uh, it's used. Open. It's used. Oh, <laughs> love used cereal. <laughs> <laughs> um oh man yeah uh and then and then one of you know one of the the moment like there are moments in the show like it's one of my favorite shows and then there are all these moments that happen where it's like oh this is for me oh this is for me and i get keeping knocked into different levels Mm -hmm. you know it's like in the first season we have the ghost of saragasso where they're doing the beginning of uh you know ground control to major tom and stuff Mm -hmm. uh killinger says to face your fears and uh when he looks over the black bar uh, that was his dad's dick turns into Killinger yeah. and this shunted me into a different level of loving the show. Yeah. The, uh, I was the, just like, yep. <laughs> that the head of his dad's penis is Killinger's head. Like it looks black because yep. it's, it is, you know, it, it's like he's wearing the little Killinger coat. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the cowl sticking out and it's talking to him saying, Hey, Rusty, this is the first time that you have felt inadequate, you know, like this, yeah. uh, you know, th- this is, this is where it began for you. You know, this the idea that you, the, the <laughs> load <laughs> wink. <laughs> and then I and then I love that the Killinger penis stretch out stretches out and wraps around Rusty, uh tying God. him up as he screams, What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I, I love it so much. And the, the so it t- this transitions into him being in a rope, you know, mm-hmm. tied out around a rope. Um, and, uh, you know, mummies are coming. He calls for his dad and his dad comes on as a knight, uh, on a dinosaur. And he's like, he's wielding, so where he's wearing venture armor and he's wielding a lance that looks like an intercontinental ballistic missile. <laughs> like there's so much symbolism in this shit. Like this uh-huh. is, this is one of the best things a show has ever done. Yeah. And one of my favorite dream sequences a show has ever done. And, like, and there are tons like, of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, you know, don't call on your father for help. Like, he's the one who tied you up. Mm-hmm. You know, he commands these creatures of the dark. And we see the mummies, which all have Dr. Venture faces, mm-hmm. uh, but are labeled as, like, fear, self-loathing, stinking thinking, undilly-dallying. <laughs> for yourself to destroy this temple of failure. I love stinking thinking, because that is such, like, stinking a, uh, that, that is such, like, a 70s, I think that's, like, specifically, like, a, like, an AA and recovery term. Just the idea mm-hmm. is, like, stinking thinking is, like, oh, the way that you convince yourself that you, you, you will always be an addict or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, you know, neg- neg- uh, just the the top ten types of stinking thinking on Psych Central, uh-huh. uh, you know, website, and it's all kinds of just like you know, uh, self loathing fallacies. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
jumping to a conclusion, like not giving yourself credit for the power, you know, the, the positive things like that. Um, but it is like, you know, later he, he tries to program the boys with the secret, Uh huh. you know, like Dr. Killinger is very effective, but he is like a walking seventies, you know, what color is your parachute Yep. or whatever? Like, uh, really, really fucking good. Um, I love uh, it. Und dilly dally. Uh, Und dilly dallying. Like that is like a sin. Uh-huh. <laughs> dilly dallying. Um, Rusty screams and breaks the bond. Uh, and now he's outside as David holding a slingshot, looking up at the statue in their, their lawn, mm-hmm. um, from the, the center of the compound. And it's his dad, uh, doing, you know, fatherly advice, but being really menacing with it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's time to put you to bed, son, mm-hmm. you know, really, really threatening him here. Yeah. Uh, the, the Goliath will not stop crushing your soul until you slay him once and forever. Kill him. Take your rightful place on the venture throne and become the golden boy slash king godhead. <laughs> the, the boy king godhead. Um, he jumps in the, the slingshot as the bullet and mm-hmm. launches himself into Jonas's forehead. Um, you know, he says, uh, it starts raining gumdrops and he's like, the son has becomes the father. Mm-hmm. The floodgates of heaven have opened. Prosperity reigns upon you. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure this raining gumdrops thing is a reference to a commercial. Okay. But I could not find anything in, in looking it up on the wiki or anything, but I'm pretty sure that in the nineties, there is a commercial where this happened. There was a, like the, the, the Skittles commercials where it starts raining Skittles. Oh yeah. Like yeah. absolutely. The, you know, right before the, uh, uh, berries and cream fella showed up and <laughs> oh, god the be- I'm, i made a reference to the berries and cream guy on the uh on uh the stream and nobody knew what the fuck i was talking about welcome to old man yeah welcome to old i'm i'm trying to stop you before you get to the put a quarter in a high yield mutual fund old uh, but stop you right at the remembers the berry and cream it's like enjoy this without moving forward man <laughs> you stop know, and smell the roses before you turn to it like you just desiccate like a mummy it, from the end of fucking raiders yeah no like, you, i just you know i'm you know I'm, i've got like a i've got mental progeria dude <laughs> i've got i've got jack disease i'm <laughs> did, did you see that like the the geriatric millennial yeah, I saw that. No, I saw that going around. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like this picture because I'm in it. Um, <laughs> the uh, but as he's doing this, he's you know he's eating the candy, um, and he's like, "Who is this little man stealing your legacy?" Yeah, and it's, it's JJ dressed up as a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he starts choking. Yeah. And uh, cut to Rusty in the lounge. He is naked and having a seizure. Killinger has put his wallet in his mouth so he doesn't swallow his mm-hmm. tongue. Uh-huh. Uh, really, really good uh, doc narcissism here. Because mm-hmm. he's constantly uh, accusing people of slipping, slipping him roofos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when he looks at his body, he's literally like, you know, everyone wants to scale Mount Rusty. Yeah. Um, you know. He asks why he's naked, and the reason why he's naked is because his old clothes will no longer fit him. He's been reborn. Yes. Um, and you know, like and a, gives him a, a new outfit. And like the sing song, and I got you a present. Yeah, as, but as I he, got one that will. <laughs> um, when he puts it on, I love that he's like, uh, you know, the outfit looks like the Super Friends Lex Luthor mm-hmm. outfit. Um, and I love uh, when he's like, oh, you know, I like it. And he's like, I am so much the proud papa. <laughs> I uh, love my job. I love my, my job. <laughs> like, very, very cute. Again, fucking adorable. Yeah. Uh, so we spent a lot of time with Killinger and Rusty. Like, we need to see uh, how this is uh, affecting the other the other folks. Uh, it, it's, mm-hmm. indeter- it's undetermined, like, how much time has passed here. Like, it's long enough for Brock to get bored because he, yeah. goes, he goes to the alchemist place with a six-pack. Uh, to bring Doctor O and Al, uh, you know, a housewarming gift, but also just to have something to do. Um, he's he, he's bored, uh, and Doctor O thinks, yeah. "Oh, that must mean you've you, you've killed this demonic Doctor Killinger." He's you know, don't you see that he is a problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, while this is happening, Triana is dying. Al's hair. Yep. <laughs> uh, which I, I think is adorable. Um, you know, Brock is bored, and he's like, you know, no, he's, you know, he got rid of all the people, but he's not. You know, he's like, you know, at first I was angry because he told me I had to pay back rent, and he gave me a bill for the last two years, but mm-hmm. he explained how I could write it all off and get way more back from the government. So now I'm coming ahead, of it. and that, they they show this with him just sharing apple slices, uh huh, uh, with him. It's so good, <laughs> like sitting down, going over the forms. <laughs> yeah, 
God, I love it so much. The uh, and he's like, you know, and he's like, well, Doctor O is like, well, what about the boys? You know, he's going to shake them like a nanny possessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, no, you know, the boys love him and he loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but, and they just show him like Doctor or Killinger like goofing around with the boys. It's Uncle Henry, uh, you know, but, but yeah. playing hide and seek with them. Uh, he's in the he's in yep. the bed with Dean, uh, uh, tutoring doing, him. <laughs> yeah, tutoring <getting> great printouts. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, uh, like I I don't quite agree with what he's teaching Hank. And he has Hank like wielding a sword at a at a Vengeman who's tied up, saying he's he stole he stole from your dad. Are you going to let that stand? Yeah, he's stolen from your father. <laughs> You must punish him. He's like, well, he's got a degree in child psychology. So what am I, you know, going to do? Uh, Orpheus says, you know, we have to do this. You know, Rusty has made a Faustian bargain. Our very souls are in danger. And Brock says, okay. Yes. You know, uh, so they, they, uh, we cut back, you know, there's a little bit more with the suit, mm-hmm. um, you know, with them putting on, I love the, like, this one is for your diet pills. This one is for what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cute. What have you? I also uh, love the line. Uh, uh, Rusty says, well, it's different. Uh, and Killinger says, Richard Nixon said the same thing when I gave him his first power tie. <laughs> I really wish power tie meant something different. Yeah. It's so fucking boring what that actually means. Like, yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, what's a power tie? That's a what red tie. Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's just like, get get off me, world. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to stop using words you don't know how to use. Yeah. Power. I just Like, understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Irresponsible. Yeah. But. But Killinger uh, is overjoyed that uh, that that Rusty likes his suspiciously villainous uh, uh, costume, right? While yeah, literally uh, while, Lex Luthor, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, Brock, Al, and Doctor O they uh, they slip over the fence of the compound and they're spotted by this new camera uh, you know, installed since Brock had left. Uh, and Doctor O uses his magical cloak of concealment to hide them, uh, but it apparently hurts. <laughs> you just like stand by yeah. him as he's like wincing. <laughs> And straining to keep it up. The, uh, you know, so Brock goes in, he hears uh, Dr. Killinger telling the boys the secret mm-hmm. uh, in their learning bed. You know, the universe will manifest things where you just need to grab it. He unplugs it, you know. And Dr. O and Al are back in the dressing room putting on disguises because Killinger knows Dr. O's face. Yes. Um, you know, he's magic. Al says, what are we chopped liver? He's like, well, he's more magic. Yes. Um, and Al puts on the, the crotch gun. Uh, and Al keeps doing a lot of double entendres, mm-hmm. uh, which is very sweet. Like, I'm yes. very excited about this plan, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it looks like a gigantic, uh, you know, erection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. so we're back up in the command room and Killinger has sliced open Rusty's palm to fill a chalice mm-hmm. with blood. Kind of the first outright demonic thing that we've seen so far. Uh, I love Rusty's line here is like, you know, just like, oh, uh, you you need me to sign something. You've got enough blood here to print a a kiss comic book with. (laughs) What the hell am I signing? A Zeppelin? Um, The the kiss comic thing. So Marvel Comics in the 70s sold a comic book about kiss where they said that some of kiss's blood mm -hmm. was in the printing ink. Yeah. So, um, people got up in arms about it, uh, even though it was the dumbest thing possible. Uh, cut mm-hmm. to 40 years later with little Nos X sold some sneakers basically based on the same concept. Uh, and pretty much the same people got upset about a dumb thing, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, at least they're consistent. Yeah. You know, no, they're single issue voters. <laughs> and they've been waiting 40 years for that to come around again. <laughs> Why aren't people using blood and consumer products anymore? I'm not going to be mad about it. <laughs> Oh man! Did you ever see that? Uh, I can't remember his name. Did you ever see that uh, modern artist who uh, took like a pint of his blood a week for a year and then casted a mold of his own head in his frozen blood? No, I've never seen that. That sounds awesome, though. It's great. Like yeah. it's just a really, really creepy, you know. And it's also like I love it as a piece of art too, because like that's kind of you, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. you did kind of just make that's you. That's that's all mm-hmm. your blood. That's all came from your body, and it looks just yeah. like you, but it ain't you. Yeah. You know, it's just like very, very cool. Blood blood is symbolic of so many different things about a person from where they came from mm-hmm. to literally defining what they are and it's their life. And here it is taken yeah. and put into a form, but it is dead. It is it is other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it is a that, dead form that still bears a resemblance to you. That rules. Yeah. Yeah. Modern art is great. Yeah. Uh conservatives can fucking sit on attack. Like yep. you know, experimental weird modern art is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Take that, Prager you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, modernity is Everything should be statues of naked Greek men. Columns. 
dumb, dumb people. Uh, so <laughs> Killinger, uh, you know, he's taking this blood to have Rusty sign up for this elite brotherhood uh, with exclusive arching rights. And this doesn't add up, right? Because yeah. Rusty didn't need to do anything to get an arch before. It just kind of happened. Uh, I mean, the brotherhood that he's that Killinger signing him up for is the guild. Uh, his arch yeah. is going to be JJ. He's like, think about it, right? You know, he's you, 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 it's a classic Cain and Abel story. You know, like you being his villain makes makes perfect sense. You are a super villain. You know, this is, but I'm not a, aren't you? Just that yeah. like, incisive laser guided question. Yeah, everything yeah. about you points to this being the, the the logical conclusion your horrible childhood the, the you know the, the the circumstances of your life the failure like quite literally a lot of the decisions you've made you know? yeah the racism trying to eliminate the gay gene yeah you know all these these super villain things you've done man yeah you know uh and he's he's just trying to push him into it you know like you know sign it you know act now benjamin are standing by for your order that's <laughs> so good uh and it, we, we show him, it looks like he's signing the contract. Uh, when the others break into the room, um, you know, they can't break in at first because, you know, nothing works in this place. Like the uh, the crotch gun doesn't fire. That's you know, a prop. <laughs> they can't get the card reader to work. But Brock ends up kicking the door down. We see Killinger and he says, Benjamin. And it looks like there's going to be a big fight. Uh, but they just say, excuse me, and walk out. And just gently file out. <laughs> like it's the end uh, of the and meeting. they take Doc's clothes. Yeah. With them. You know? uh, just like a clothing wipe. <laughs> and Rusty is standing there in the middle of this now empty command center, naked and shivering, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the first thing he, that, that he, that, you know, asks, like, Brock, and, you know, this, this is, this is like a defining moment for the show. But he says, Brock, yeah, am, am I, am I a bad person? And all Brock has to say is like, he does like a, you know, like a, like an equivocating hand gesture and goes, eh. Like, in my memory, that was the end of the episode. Yes. That was the smash to credits, mm-hmm. uh, which I think would be really strong. Yes. You know, if, if they did that, because like the post credit scene of this is a non sequitur kind of off the shelf joke mm-hmm. and the actual setup for what, it ha- I think that would have been a really strong way to end it. And then yeah. just do the, uh, the other stuff like the man hours and, uh, Killinger in the sky would have been a good end credits thing as well. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just, he can't bring himself to say, you know, to say no. Yeah. Like he has to be honest with doc and you know, that kind of brings a little bit like, yeah, you're only like the quote unquote good guy. You're not a villain because of what you were born into. You were on the, like, you're just kind of on the side that you're on by default. Right. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you were born in this, you're a legacy. Yeah. You're like a legacy hero. Yeah the uh and brock brock and doc's relationship is something i really like in this show mm-hmm. like you know brock is is above this whole good guy bad guy thing mm-hmm. like he likes what he's doing like brock likes doc you know yeah uh later in the sea season one of the season standouts for me is uh now museum now you don't yeah you know at the end where like doc is like you know we have to go back for him he's family mm-hmm. and then brock's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> they just like laugh like he's joking with them because he you know they know what crapulence they you know he engages with mm-hmm. um which is very sweet uh the the fake out here is it turns out that rusty was signing his severance yes um you know not uh signing the guild thing uh the boys show up they're like oh uncle henry's gone he's mm-hmm. supposed to take me rock climbing tomorrow uh, <laughs> and al, al. god yeah. uncle al like oh i'll take you aqualad <laughs> I'll take you, Aqualad. Because <laughs> he's in his pajamas. God, I, need, I need Al in my life. Like, I need so, a platonic Al. Yeah. Such now. a just such a good person. Yeah. Why don't I have more friends like that? <laughs> I need to become friends with that guy who does Master Shake's voice. <laughs> Dana Snyder, come on. Dana Snyder, be my friend. <laughs> take me rock climbing. I don't want to rock climb, but I want you to take me rock climbing. It's known as Gary's Paradox. <laughs> 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 oh man and you know he's devastated he like, this is the moment that i alluded to before uh, where rusty is like clinging clinging to brock to you know to hold himself upright because he's been undone he's been kind of shown objectively what he is made of and he really doesn't like it you know yeah. th- this this he's, goes he's beyond vulnerable. this goes beyond just the regular self-loathing that he has had you know he's you know yeah just like naked stripped down to, to the bone um 
Killinger flies away, you know, like Mary Poppins, and he's doing, uh, you know, the, all the world's a stage monologue mm-hmm. there. And it turns out he's a big face in the stars like Mustafa mm-hmm. uh, here. And he, he's talking about all the men, all the world's a sta- stage. And then Man Hours appears next to him and goes, you can read more about it in the Bible. I don't, uh, I don't like that ending. I don't get yeah. it. It, I don't think that it's very it, funny. <laughs> it's just a non sequitur. Yeah. You know, it, like I said, it would have worked to me as a post credits thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't work to me in the body of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, so kind of a sour note after like, again, this transcendent note. Yes. Uh, we get the post credits. Uh, Rusty is in his lab going through his overdue mail, like all of his bills, like, uh, you know, final notice, third notice, some guys are coming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that, that was a <laughs> Simpsons. Uh, but then he opens a box and it's from the monarch. And there's a note that says, Die, Dr. Venture. There's a cobra inside. Like, yeah, but it's dead. It's yeah. been in there so long that it, cr- that it crumbles to dust when he picks it up. Yeah. And this is old male. Yeah. Five years old at this point. I really got to get my shit together. <laughs> yep. 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 And that's the, the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, really good. Yeah. A great episode. Uh, I would have liked this so much more as the season premiere. Yep. Same. Um, you know, it's a little like they talk about it as being a back to basics. Like, let's just show Doc doing Doc stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for Doc doing Doc stuff. Yeah. I'm Doc doing Doc stuff. Well, it's an evolution. Like, it's it's setting kind of a new, you know, yes, it is the same thing, but it is putting a different spin on it. They're going deeper into the character. Um, mm-hmm. And like, in a weird way, this does still follow kind of the theme of this season, which is kind of expanding the history, like getting a better sense of like the deeper trauma, not just like that we know that he went through because there's, you know, actual like proof in the cartoons and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, his dad dra- dragged him to all these places, but seeing the trauma through his eyes and like the way he conceptualizes yeah. himself and where he came from. Right. You know, we're getting, a, you know, a sense of Rusty's felt past in this. Yes. Uh, felt past is a good way to put it. Yeah. Like we, we knew this intellectually, but it ends up being a thing that like not only with the ending part humanizes Rusty, but by showing kind of both sides of the scales. Mm hmm. You know, like showing the thing that the the cause after seeing the effect for a couple seasons, mm-hmm. um, you know, really just makes you like it doesn't excuse Rusty. Like Rusty is a horrible person. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it does make you understand him a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, you know, there, there's a lot uh, philosophically when people talk about, you know, oh, like, don't make an excuse. You know, don't try to explain away your things. Just, you know, take ownership. And it's like an explanation is good, though. Yeah. You know, like having understanding about this, both for yourself and understanding others where they got there. Yes, it doesn't mean that you have to forgive them or accept any bullshit, but mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to have more understanding. No, G- you know, giving giving a name to something lets you, you know, define its boundaries to see what it stretches and what it touches, right? And explanations, yeah. you know, give names and, you know, apply mechanic and metaphor and story, you know, to the to to, to the ways that we are and why we why we are in those ways, yeah. right? Uh, explanation is yep. super valuable. And, you know, to say, like, oh, don't explain it away, you know, when you're talking about a regular person, like, you know, don't engage with this. Like, I think that that is, like, rooted in a fear that, like, oh, the more this bad person talks or the more you think about them, the more quickly you're going to find an excuse to let them off the hook, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're or giving the, them a chance to filibuster you. Yeah. You know, like, the, the they are doing that. But that's not necessarily, you know, one of the things I like about this show is that, like, the characters in it, in in some ways, are like very authentic. Yeah. You know, like they're taken seriously and they're very authentic. Like doc lies a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but he lies to himself more than anything. Like he believes all of the dumbass shit mm-hmm. that we from the outside see as, you know, obviously pathologic behavior. Yes. But he, he comes by it honest. He believes it. He's a profoundly damaged person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It, all that stuff just like, it really works for me. That kind of threading that needle is something I think that, uh, good characterization does and it's kind of rare yes so. i mean especially in cartoons you know made for know, like, yeah. cartoons on adult swim yeah you know the home of the 12 ounce mouse yeah you know <laughs> oh <laughs> like, now we're gonna we... get the 12 ounce mouse people writing and saying it actually seems to get the 12 ounce mouse community <laughs> you know? <laughs> Actually, it's very deep in season three. Um, <laughs> no, you're just taking, you're just subtweeting Will at this point, I think. 
I, I don't I don't know if Will is into the twelve ounce mouse. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but it's you know if I have to use a comedy Adult Swim thing, yeah, it's either that yeah. or the Squid Billies, the Squid it, Williams, Assy McGee. Yeah. Oh man, Assy McGee. Um, <laughs> which may be fine. I, I haven't yeah. actually seen it because it's after my time, but it didn't yeah. look good because it's about an, a cop that's an ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anywho, uh, thanks everybody for listening to this. We'll be back in a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like the show, you can get episodes a week early by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can also uh, leave us range reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Edit. It's greatly appreciated when and if you do that. Yeah, and tell your friends. Please do. Um, you got venture buddies? Yeah, if, if, if you got venture oh, movie buddies. announced. Oh, shit, you're right. This is the yeah. first time we've, we we, we talked about it. Uh, we've, we're, we've recorded since then. The one time we get ahead, there's actual news, and we don't <laughs> talk about this for a week. Yeah, yep. no, uh, the, like uh, along with a bunch of other like Adult Swim announcements, we're going to be getting a uh, Venture Brothers movie uh, on HBO Max, I believe. I'm ex- extremely excited. Oh, I mean, just wonderful. We, we knew this was yep. a possibility, right? Like, right when we started the show was when it was announced that the season was canceled, or the series was canceled, um, and mm-hmm. we figured this is the most likely thing, and it is. And by following, you know, by, like, James Urbaniak is excited about it, like, everybody involved is like, fuck yeah, let's do this. So, I I'm very at peace with the idea of this as opposed to the series continuing. Yeah. Because... The, the series continuing as a series of episodes, there's always going to be a chance that it just petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, this way we get like the definitive creators take. Yeah. Like this is how the stories end. Yeah. You know, and, and story, you know, you almost have to end to have a good story. Yeah. Like I say that as somebody from the world of comics, like, <laughs> you know, uh, the best stories have endings. Yes. You know, so yeah. Um, um, great news. Yeah. Extremely great news. I mean, like, when you look at the late series, you know, the, the, the look at that three episode arc that begins, uh, that begins season seven, right. Arrears in science mm-hmm. and, and all of those, that's basically like a, like an hour long movie that, that, that they did that was yeah. broken up into multiple episodes. Look at all that in Gargantua too. Like they've taken stabs at these long form storytelling things. And those are really good when they do those. Yeah. yeah. The end of this season is a, is a long two-parter as well. Mm-hmm. That is more coherent than showdown at cremation Creek. Yeah. You know, in terms of, uh, so th- they have the chops for it. Yes. Um, yeah. And of course we'll cover that when it comes out. Of course. Um, yeah. Maybe it would be worth doing a special, like, uh, impressions episode and then covering in sequence. Yeah. You know, with depth, you know, cause people will want to know what we think about it when it's fresh and we just come to it like three years after it's done or whatever, <laughs> two years after it's done, that'd be maybe a minor bummer. Yeah. Um, but it'll depend on when it comes out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, but I'm excited. You're excited. I imagine everybody listening is super refreshed to hear that we're going to uh, get a chance at some closure. Uh, And until next time, go go Team team Venture. Venture.